Yes, 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 We're live, y'all are on. And this is Balls. No. That's what's podcast. Buddha. Yeah, it's on you. Yes, I know. Welcome to Ball Sports Podcast, podcast with balls about balls. And we are your hosts. I'm Buddha. It's your boy Dylan, five times. It smells like an A big fax and full of facts. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Episode 182. And much like NFL free agency so far, this is going to be a fast moving episode, folks. So uh, we're going to get right into it. We are in the full swing of the free agency frenzy in the NFL. There's a lot of things happening, a lot of moves being made. Um, what I'm going to do right now, I'm just going to go through the teams. Uh, and yeah, kind of just need to do all that, man. Bill yeah, Belichick running up a muck. We're going to get there. With. We're going to get there. It's over with. We're going to get there. Jesus. Dylan can never just wait for the moment. He can never just wait for the moment. We win. We Anyways, so I need to. Hear. So we're gonna go through the teams. If they have any relevant signings, I'll let you know. And if they have don't have any relevant signings, I'll let you know. Um, and we'll You're go from there. Signing. So uh, might as well get it out of the way. Uh, the AFC East. We'll start there. The Buffalo Bills have signed Mitchell Trubisky to a one-year, two-point-five million-dollar deal. He will be the backup to uh, Josh Allen. I imagine uh, they plan to coach him up and hopefully trade him in the future because I don't see Josh Allen going anywhere. The man was a MVP Definitely not. candidate this year. I, well, considering that he was an MVP candidate, the only thing that I could see for young Mitch Trubisky is um, he's also an athlete. So I could see them doing like something of a wildcat set with a quarterback mm-hmm. kind of lined up out wide and maybe like a double pass situation potentially. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and he might've been brought there to, you know, Give Josh Allen a little bit more motivation to push him over the top. Yeah, I don't think Josh Allen's concerned. Um, I wouldn't be concerned either. I'd just be like, I like <laughs> the top. You feel me? Right. Um, they also brought in Emmanuel Sanders to kind of shore up that receiving core, especially since they lost uh, John Brown. So, you know, to have Emmanuel Sanders there along with Stephon Diggs and everybody else they got um, will be helpful. Um, what if they just picked him up just to trade for picks? I mean, it's possible. All that stuff is possible, you know, because we'll, who knows what will happen when the draft comes around. Somebody thought somebody was going to be available. All of a sudden, they're not. Hey, you know, what do you want for him? Big <laughs> so, so he might never even put on the uniform. Um, the Miami Dolphins signed Jacoby Brissett uh, to a one-year deal. You know, there's a real chance he could have some playing time, depending on if the Dolphins make any other quarterback moves. Jacoby, uh, that's my boy. They also brought in wide receiver Will Fuller on a one-year deal. We're going to see a lot. Of, I noticed we're going to see a lot of these one- and two-year deals for players until, you know, next year they can plan to break the bank. Right. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, there's a team called the New England Patriots. Uh oh, yeah. They, they have. I'll just go through the list real quick, and then you guys can tell me how you feel. Um, they re-signed Cam Newton to a one-year deal worth up to thirteen point six million dollars. Expected. Um, 
They signed Nelson Aguilar from the Raiders uh, to a two-year contract worth $26 million. Great pickup. Uh, brought in two the two best tight ends that were available in free agency yeah. oh in Hunter Henry on a three-year, three, $37.5 million contract, and Jonu Smith on a four-year, $50 million contract. Um, they traded the Raiders for Trent Brown. He's now back with the Patriots. Uh, they also signed another plethora of players, including linebacker Matt Judon, uh, to a four-year, $56 million deal. They brought back Kyle Van Noy on a two-year, $13.2 million deal. Um, they yes, brought in sir. safety Jalen Mills He's uh, and corner Justin Bethel, especially with the retirement of Patrick Chung. They're going to need help in the secondary. I like um, Bethel. I like Bethel. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so how, how do you guys feel about this? This is definitely unexpected. As we know, Bill Belichick in the past uh, has not been one to spend. Well, so, yeah, well, Bill Belichick saw Tom Brady win a ring. You think that lit the fire? He felt something. He felt the way about that. That, that offended and him. It's show, and it's showing because he's never done this before. You know, mm-hmm. he's never done this before. Your your star franchise quarterback has left and won a Super Bowl. Now he knows the the, the magnifying glasses on him. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's questioning his coaching ability, but now everyone's been coach, questioning his his GM ability. Um. Because Tom Brady's showing, shit, I'm a pretty good GM. Maybe better than you. So now nah, he's, I know, he's definitely on some, I'm going to show your ass. And I was very, once we saw John Lou Smith, I was really adamant on, like, I would love another tight end. And, I, and mm-hmm. in my head, I was like, if we can get Zach Ertz, that'd be great. But, shit, I'll take Hunter Henry any day of the week. You know, for sure, <laughs> especially because you'd have to trade for Ertz, technically. But. Right. You know, we know Cam is is good with tight ends. I mean, I'd rather I'd rather look at, rather look at Greg Olson. So, <laughs> I, I actually like Hunter Henry over Zach Ertz. I didn't even think we I didn't even think about him at the time. I just knew I right. thought Zach Ertz available. Um, but I was like, yeah. Once we did that pick up, and then Nelson Aguilar pick up. Now there's there's no more excuses of weapons. You know, we still got a healthy Julian Edelman coming back. Dante Hightower coming back. We're gonna have a bro. We got a, we picked up a D line a, a D tackle. I think a nose Packers. tackle. For yeah. the Packers, I was named David Gashard or something like that, or Chado, whatever his little name is, Chateau, whatever jit name is. But this is gonna—I'm excited. And this is this this is the year for for Cam to to show out. Ain't no more excuses after this one. Well, to be honest, um, Cam Newton for the most part had a winning record, with the exception of the three weeks that he came back from coronavirus. Um, remember you started the season three and one, and then he went oh and three and then finished the other part of the season, if I'm not mistaken, three and one or whatever the rest of that record was. So um, you know, my my whole thing is is and I and I'm not being a, a biased fan in this nature, I've never seen a seven and nine season as a as a overly trash season. Um considering that there was no weapons, there was nobody to pick up, there was no contracts to give out, and that you lost Tom Brady in the way that you lost Tom Brady. Yeah, like the quarterback is the most important singular position in American sports. Right. It, so, it was only looked at it that way because you, you guys are the pages and have been great. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so absolutely. Extremely great for the past yeah. you know, 20 years. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. So yeah. I, I see that. That's That's number one. Number two, I think that we're going to get things a little misconstrued here. Um, yes, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are by far 
<clears throat> I won't even say by far. The the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that collection that he has is the best collection of talent that he's played with. Mm-hmm. But I do want to say that 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 16 and 0 team wasn't those that team wasn't a team full of slouches either. Belichick just picked up some bad contracts. Wes Welker was a bad contract. Dante Stallworth was a, was a bad contract. Lawrence Maroney was from a bad contract. Randy Moss was from a bad contract. Junior Seau was from a bad contract. Um, uh, I mean, he he had Rodney Harrison from before. That was a bad contract. So those teams had Pro Bowl caliber All Pro players. The one thing that I'll say is that although there were not household names, one thing Belichick is good at is getting guys who do their job. If you look at the guys he's picked up on offense. He hasn't picked up big names, but all of those guys that he picked up can do one thing very well, and that is catch. All those guys can catch. So we also all have Kendrick guys, Bourne, who yeah. I really like. Yeah, Kendrick. Yeah, Kendrick Bourne Kendrick is, is Bourne, nice. That guy. Yeah. So, all them. All them boys can. All them boys can play football, which is what he's wanted in the first place. I think that also when you're transitioning from a quarterback like Tom Brady to a quarterback like Cam Newton, you you kind of have to bring in different personnel. You know, I, I always thought that unless Cam was just a bridge quarterback, which again I, I highly doubted that he was because he's still a talent, you still gotta, you know, see what he can and cannot do. See the weapons that he needs and does not need. The one thing that Cam's always been good with, he's good inside of the numbers. So the tight end, the two tight end things gonna work for him. And then outside Aguilar and Bourne are flyers. They may not necessarily be "quote unquote" top notch receivers, but those guys can fly. You know what I mean? So, I, I I don't know, bro. Like I feel like, yes, Belichick spent the spent more money in a day than he has his whole time as a GM for sure, um, which is crazy. I think that's unbelievable to me. The fact that in one day he spent more than he has his whole time as a GM, but I think it brings up something else to note too. What does it say about this draft? Because he usually does well, at, at least defensively, on the draft. I didn't expect him to pick up this many defensive guys. I thought he'd pick up some defensive guys from the draft. So for me, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, dang, what if we're just too hyped up on the quarterbacks and a couple of running backs is coming out? What if this draft is actually trash? Or maybe there's unknowns in the draft because of COVID. So, right. so Belichick's like, well, shoot, I haven't been able to get my scout on like I usually do. So we got all this cap money. Fuck it. Let's spin. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I'm not shocked that he did that. Um, I think this also proves that you still have guys out there that want to win. Yes, mm-hmm. New England might not be a ideal location to want to move to, but shit, Belichick's there and he knows how to win. So, right. you know, that's what it is. The biggest pickup out of all of them, though, and I remember joking about this with you guys like three months ago on one of our episodes, is Kyle Van Noy coming back. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. And and you know it's the writing was on the wall when the when the Dolphins released him, got out of that contract, so he was going to come back to the crib and do what he's got to do. I, I I predict a pretty good season for him, right. God willing, injuries pending and so on and so forth. But I I mean I'm impressed, bro. He picked up he picked up really good pieces and he didn't break the bank on any of those guys, so it was cool. All right, um, the New York he Jets. The bank on Johnu. That was the highest contract he's given right. in a while. Yeah. Still not, still didn't crazily break the bank though, in my opinion. What else uh, we got? The New York Jets picked up wide receiver Corey Davis. Nice. Uh, you Good know they up. needed a little little wide receiver help. Um, other than that, nobody too 
too Maybe important to uh, talk about. Uh, the AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens, been relatively quiet. Uh, they picked up the offensive lineman, Kevin Zeitler. Um, but other than that, it's been pretty quiet on their front for now. So it looks like they may be looking to build through the draft um, unless they get some more people here over these next few days. Uh, the Bengals kind of in the same boat. They haven't done anything, which is I mean, actually like, really concerning considering, you know. AJ Green. Yeah, and who does – and John Ross. I mean, even though he didn't really do much, but, like, who does Joe Burrow have now? Like, it's not looking good. Like, And the people that they did pick up, not a single one catches the ball. So. Yeah, it's going to be tough for them. Yeah, nor, nor, mean, nor, nor is it a, an offensive lineman, <laughs> and he got killed. Oh, yeah, he year. got killed last year, so too. They got a lot he had, of work to do he's gotten zero offensive help so far this offseason. They got a lot of work to do in this draft. It's definitely going to be interesting. I mean, I, they, that's the only way. They got to pick him up through the draft. There's not going to be that many free agents that's going to come and uh, go to Cincinnati. The players mm-hmm. ain't going to go to Cincinnati unless you're breaking bread, and, and I don't think they got that much bread to break. So, you know, it's tough. It's tough sledding. All right. It's tough sledding. Uh, the Cleveland Browns haven't done much. They've kind of just shored up some of their depth. Uh, no no big notable names. Pittsburgh Steelers uh, really haven't picked up anybody, but have lost a ton of people, which you'll hear some of their names uh, in these next few uh, teams. But um, so they're, they're struggling. I know um, TJ Watt and Casey Hayward were kind of, exchanging photos back and forth uh, at their confusion as to what is happening um, with the Steelers because everybody's leaving. So we will um, see what happens there. I mean, honestly, you know, that, that, that culture is, is not necessarily the same that it used to be anymore. Um, you know, and, and, and honestly, I think, you know, it, it just, it boils down to, are we going to win? Free agents nowadays, they, they want to win, bro. Like, the check matters, but, you know, the the culture of the NFL is changing, bro. Right. Like, bringing all these players together and having this one this one phenomenal year to win a Super Bowl, that's, that's, that's beginning to trend a little bit. That's why I think you're seeing more of those one- or two-year deals. I don't even know if those are team-induced deals. I think those are players who are like, this is what I'll sign for. Right. One year, two years. Um. The Houston Texans have signed Tyrod Taylor to a one-year deal, as well as Mark Ingram to a one-year deal. Uh, looks like they're just going to ride out this season. Um, yeah, they haven't really signed any anybody of note. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, as we've already discussed, have acquired Carson Wentz. Uh, so we'll see if he can turn things around with the you know coach that he had when he was starting in Philly, who kind of got him off to that MVP. Uh, season as far as uh, Frank Wright goes and um, the Jacksonville Jaguars you know now that Urban Meyer is their head coach uh, there's a lot of people that are showing interest there Uh, they signed Carlos Hyde to a two-year deal wide receiver Philip Dorsett they signed Marvin Jones Um, they're they're getting they're getting some pieces Shaq Griffin they signed him as well so they're and they're all, you know, obviously anticipating Trevor Lawrence's arrival. So, yeah, got to make moves. Got to, got to give them weapons, baby. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Tennessee Titans, nobody of note. Oh, actually, that's a lie. They signed Bud Dupree, um, which was a big piece from the Steelers to a five-year deal uh, worth up to $85 million. They have their missing centerpiece for their defense now. Yep, and they also signed uh, Jack Rabbit to uh, really? a one-year deal, it looks like. Yep. So he'll help out that that corner, that secondary there. You, um, you let go Butler to get Jack Rabbit. I like it. <laughs> uh, the Denver Broncos haven't done much. We're in the AFC West right now. Uh, Broncos haven't done much. The Chiefs have signed Kyle Long to a deal. Uh, that must have just happened, actually, because they're taking everybody. They took Joe Tooney too. Fuck it. Yeah, they got Joe Tooney. Um, the Raiders. We have made a few moves. We signed Yannick Ngakwe to a two-year deal, uh, which we needed. We signed actually a lot of D linemen: Solomon Thomas from the 49ers, Quentin Jefferson. Um, we, we signed quite a few guys. We're bringing back Richie Incognito. We picked up John Brown from the Bills. And we just signed today Kenyon Drake to a two-year deal. Nice. Um, so he'll fill the role that Devontae Booker had for us last year. Um, so he should be pretty productive there. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, since they lost Hunter Henry, they just picked up Jared Cook. Nice. Yeah, so that's not a bad little pickup for them. Uh, they haven't done much outside of that. Moving over to the NFC East, obviously Dak Prescott got his huge contract that we talked about. Um, other than that, they haven't really signed anybody of note. Dacky. The New York Giants have signed Mike Glennon to back up, uh, what's his face? Danny Dimes. Um, they have also signed Devontae Booker to, uh, be back there with, uh, Barkley and signed wide receiver John Ross is hoping to kind of turn things around. They brought in Kyle Rudolph on a two-year deal as well. Uh, Eagles have done nothing. <laughs> oh, actually, no. They picked up uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, no. Sorry. That's Washington football team. My bad. I didn't oh, see the oh, little oh, logo oh. here. But, yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick to the uh, Washington football team. One-year deal. Uh, he will be able to compete for the starting job. And, you know, Fitzmagic is going to do what Fitzmagic does. They also brought in running back Lamar Miller and wide receiver Curtis Samuel which is good. So Curtis Samuel on one side and McLaurin on the other. And they played together in, uh, in college, mm-hmm. which is pretty dope. So you got that Ohio state connection going on now. Right. Uh, the NFC North, the Chicago bears picked up Andy Dalton on a one-year deal after getting their trade request for Russell Wilson uh, denied. They oh, offered up, course. they offered up three first round picks, uh, two third round picks and two starters. That's and, crazy. And them boys still said no. Right. But I understand why, because those first round picks aren't in the same year. And the Seahawks already don't have their picks because of the Jamal Adams trade. So they're really not getting much as far as like trade leverage goes, you know, to try to move up in the draft and get somebody uh, to replace Russell Wilson. So it's like in the backup in Seattle is Geno Smith. So uh, the trade the trade's got to make sense. So I, if I was Miami, I would actually try to package a deal right now because Miami's got a ton of picks this year. Um, it, even in the first round, they got three first round picks this year. So they could package some of those picks with Tua, and I think I think Seattle would bite on that trade. I agree. 
but yeah, so the Bears picked up Andy Dalton. They also uh, well tagged Allen Robinson, even though he might be refusing to play. But other than that, have done nothing. Um, Detroit Lions, as we know, got Jared Goff. They also signed Tyrell Williams from the Raiders, who we cut. Quiet beyond that. Green Bay Packers re-signed Aaron Jones, which was a great move on their part. Um, yeah, like I, it really was looking like they weren't going to let him walk when they didn't franchise tag him. I'm glad they decided. Yeah, I better have re-sign yeah. my homeboy. That's my homeboy. That boy's going to try my homeboy, man. I'm just play one game with him. <laughs> That's my dog, though. And my dog. Ask that nigga about me, but I put him on to the no ankle to the ankles out. You feel me? Like when you wear your shoes, had the ankles out tight shit. You feel me? <laughs> the uh the Minnesota Vikings have signed Patrick Peterson to a one year deal. One year ten mil. Um over in the NFC South. Atlanta Falcons haven't really done anything. The Carolina Panthers haven't really done anything. New Orleans Saints re-signed Jameis Winston to a one-year deal. Um, we'll see what happens there. Other than that, they haven't done anything. And, you know, the Bucks have been able to keep everybody that they kind of needed to. Um, haven't really added outside of that as of yet. Uh, just done a lot of re-signings. But that was the main goal, keep the squad together. Obviously, it's a Super Bowl roster, so. Um, in the NFC West, the Arizona Cardinals are absolutely loading up. They've picked up A.J. Green. Uh, they yeah. traded the Raiders for center Rodney Hudson to shore up that offensive line. Uh, obviously, J.J. Watt, as we know, is already there. So, you know, that receiver core right now for Kyler Murray is it's nuts. Deadly. Nuts. You got, you got Nuke. You got A.J. Green. You got Larry Fitz. You got, you got Christian Green Kirk. For, you got A.J. Green for three and a half weeks. Hey. You got I mean, A.J. Green. Might. You got AJ he might could stay healthy if he's, you know, not being relied nah, on as the only are, person. Nah, you know AJ better than that. Nah. <laughs> you know AJ Twig Green. Ain't I mean, fine. well, he's 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 gonna be like a number three, maybe a number two. So that he nigga, won't have the same, man. he won't have the same burden on him. So that nigga been a number might three be different. for the last that nigga been a number three, number two for the last two years over there in Cincinnati. The niggas have not been throwing him the ball like that. That other Tyler Boyd. Has been their number one over there, over there. Nah, Jit from uh, Jit from Clemson over there would turn into the number one this year. Well, it wasn't AJ. Yeah, true. Boy, All right, gonna get hurt week four. I'm calling uh, the Rams defense continues to get better somehow. They have signed uh, Leonard Floyd, linebacker from the Chicago Bears, to a four-year, sixty-four million dollar deal. So that defense is a rich, keep getting richer situation. Huh? Who did they sign? Leonard Floyd from the Bears. Oh, wow. Good yeah. Picture. Yeah. So now they got Aaron Donald on the line. They got Leonard Floyd in the middle, and you got uh, Ramsey in the secondary. Like, you yeah, got it's a good pickup. Three, three potential top five at their position <laughs> at each level. That's sick. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, he's uh, coming back. He's coming back to the Rams, isn't it? He left no, the Rams. He, he, he was with. He well, left he the Rams to go to the Bears. Oh, and, and I was going back. The... Yeah. Oh, dope. Um, and then the 49ers re-signed Trent Williams to a massive deal, six-year, $138 million deal for an offensive lineman. Is amazing. Proud of him, especially for everything he went through in Washington. Um, other than that, they've kind of just 
signed some other depth players. Seattle Seahawks have been relatively quiet outside of trading for trading the Raiders for offensive lineman Gabe Jackson. Very good pickup. Um, I know Russ will be happy with that. Gabe Jackson did very good for the Raiders. I'm very sad to see him go, but uh, I guess that time had come. So uh, that that wraps up the free agency, man. You know, we can get into a lot of stuff next week, but. Whew. I mean, yeah, there's definitely more to discuss. We win. Um, for our, for our listeners, you know what I'm saying. We we definitely have, uh, you know, wrestling and and NBA to discuss, but we'll save that for our social media outlets for those of y'all who who want to hear our tidbits for next week. We got we you got business to conduct for the betterment of our listeners. Yes, we we really do. So just please stay tuned to the Instagram. Don't we'll definitely you, have Don't have we'll have our takes for y'all. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, in the meantime, between time, we'll go straight into underrated bars of fame. Um, I have a random song. Um, it's from a group. It's by a group from uh, what is it, like the Netherlands or something like that um, called Black Wave. And the name of the song is Elusive. Um, it's featuring a dude named David Nguya. Um, I might be saying his name wrong. Um, but yeah. Elusive by Black Wave. Um, I remember, I remember day first in that. I remember day first came in that room filled with sun rays, with gin juices intake. Therefore, the smiley faces from these sliding, gliding, grinding ladies that vaguely had me gaping like a spaceman looks at human faces. Then you got right in the corner of my eyes, getting rendered on my retina, printed, saved inside my memory card with the rhythm for my heart. More than visibly off the charts, so heartfelt that I dealt all the cards I held smart. Though really, guy like I try to stay far from sacrificing, but that day I'd give my life to get a slice of those voluptuous thighs, easily top five I'd ever eyed with the effortless, great granted victory only mostly because I got mesmerized by your Atlantic eyes who left me stranded like poetry when I dove inside to read your constellations looking for conversation, mainly maybe some fornication with your mind. She took the funk out of my soul. My rhythm is bluesing. I see the moods that you've been swinging over me. Climbing mountains, we can climb together. I shed by standing in your way. Or is it the money that I can't pay? I just want it to be over, but I don't want to get over you. I just want it to be over, but I don't want to get over you. Because you're an elusive, intrusive, seducing, destructive seductress exclusively missing your power for me to see the truth and remove, release, and leave all my sorrow for tomorrow. At least that's what I'm told before you start the show. You'd make me see and peek, maybe feel underneath them clothes, being up to something, seeing that coming when you struck that pose. Yet I tried and tried to stay to play these games with you, always knowing I was destined to fail with you. She took the funk right of my, she took the funk out of my soul. My rhythm is bluesing. I see the moves that you've been swinging over me. Climbing mountains, we can climb together. I shed by standing in your way. Or is it the money that I can't pay? I just want it to be over, but I don't want to get over you. I just want it to be over, but I don't want to get over you. Underrated Bars of Fame, Elusive by Black Wave, with a period. If you guys haven't heard that song ever, please listen to it. Add it to your playlist. You know what I'm saying? Embedded in your DNA. Enjoy it. All right, so Buddha, where can they reach us on email? Uh, Ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. What about on uh, Instagram? 
balls underscore sports underscore podcast. And Twitter. Balls underscore podcast. Dylan, what are we telling the people, bro? It's time to get off the motherfucking air, silly niggas. <laughs> uh, how many times have we done this? 182? 182. For the 182nd time, we are done. Listen, we appreciate y'all for, you know, riding with us one more time. Y'all could have been listening to any other sports podcast in the world, but you're listening to us and really appreciate that. Uh, just keep giving us these listens and the clicks and the subscribes and the stars and the ratings and all of that. We're going to keep giving you great content to ride to and vibe to and make sure you get your drive to. With that being said, like Weezy, we out of here. Yeah, bye, hoes. Silly niggas. Little scallywags.